Welcome to Business Ninjas, brought to you by Write For Me, where you'll hear from business leaders who are out there growing their business and slaying it every day. Learn from the masters. Let's get started. Welcome to another episode of Business Ninjas. I'm here with Andy Wong, who is the VP of Marketing at EME Hive. Hey, Andy, how's it going? It's going good. It's a pleasure to talk to you, fellow Andy. <laughs> That's right. Always good to talk with another Andy. Thanks for joining me here. Uh, tell me a little bit about what you do at EME Hive. Yeah, so as you know, the VP of Marketing, it's quite all-encompassing, all things marketing, trying to put our best foot forward uh, at EME Hive and try to be as relevant as we can to the folks we're trying to serve. Um, and yeah, try to let people know more about us and really build a brand and stay true to our company mission statement, which is to really elevate uh, Asian American voices. Wonderful. And tell me, uh, tell me, like, what's the elevator pitch for EME Hive? What do you do? Yeah, that I think that's a really good <laughs> question. Um, I, I would say EME Hive is a dating and live streaming app platform. Um, we're trying to be more all-encompassing where, you know, whatever you're trying to look for, whether that be a serious relationship, maybe you're taking a break from trying to do serious dating, you're just looking to flirt or looking for like-minded communities to be a part of, uh, we're there for you. So that would be our one sentence elevator pitch. I see. And it's all around dating or is it also around, you know, building friendships uh, with other people? Like I know some of the other dating apps, for example, uh, you know, do that as well. What's the What's this orientation of the platform? Yeah, uh, it would be for both. Yeah, friendships as well. Uh, we also have a live streaming platform within our app. So we have the dating portion where uh, you can, you know, try to do the traditional dating approach, which I'd find matches and start strike a conversation, get to know folks better. Um, but also our live streaming platform allows you to join communities and support streamers, get some good entertainment, some meaningful entertainment and build uh, relationships with folks within those streaming communities. That's really interesting. So tell me an example of, so let's say that I join EME Hive and uh, I'm interested in the live streaming aspect of it. Um, how would I, what's my discover experience like? How do I, how do I tap into any of that? Yeah, we have a lot of um, streamer communities that you can uh, you can join and you can be asked to join and you can actually browse through them and you know, extrapolate what their values are based on the community names. Um, like, for instance, if you really want to see people cook or you want to cook alongside with some fellow chefs, um, you can find one that's like that and you can watch their live stream or you can even join a live stream or start a live stream yourself. Um, and then you can even participate in the live stream while you, you know, folks are cooking or you're cooking and other folks can get their input. That's kind of how it works. And if you want something a bit more casual and entertaining, we have communities like that. Uh, yeah, it's really up to the imagination. That's very cool. And I, I like the idea because it seems to reflect a little bit more naturally what the building a relationship experience is like, right? I mean, we all sort of meet each other, have a warming period where we get to know each other a little bit. And then a relationship may develop from that. So it's kind of nice to have those shared experiences up front or a, a way to be able to do that. Um, tell me a little bit about, uh, you know, the, the 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 people who are using your platform. Like, what's the profile of your users? Yeah, I, ever since we started the live streaming portion of the app, we've seen some younger demographics come in, which is really awesome to see. Uh, our dating service is usually uh, mid-20s and up is what we usually see. Um, 
specifically we try to position ourselves with the Asian American uh, community. But honestly, I think our community and app has grown to really service anyone who's looking for folks trying to understand their cultural background and values and where those come from. Um, from speaking with a lot of our users as well, that's one of the most important things. It's not so much, you know, folks looking for specific ethnicities as it is like folks really trying to find other people who understand their, their culture and their values. And so people love to hear about the origin story of a company, right? How did all this start? And going from zero to one is probably the hardest thing to do in a business. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about uh, the origin story and how the company started and how you got to where you are now. Yeah, so uh, EME Hive actually started as East Me East. So that's what the EME kind of stands for. It's a little callback to our origins. And um, that was when our founder and CEO, uh, Mariko, was looking for some something that didn't exist, right? She was a uh, Japanese female in London, and she was trying to make connections with other uh, Japanese folks, but she had a hard time finding that with other apps because other apps just kind of grouped Asians all in one category. So uh, Mariko being Mariko, uh, <laughs> not having the service and app that was available set out to just make one, <laughs> which is, I think, a really boss move. Uh, and yeah, we've just been growing since, uh, and that was in 2013, and we've come a long way, I think. That's and fantastic. Now, yeah. hey, tell me about any you know KPIs or growth stats or anything about the business. How how how, how big of a company are you guys? Oh, I, I would say we have a lot of room to grow right now. <laughs> um, we're a small company, uh, but our KPIs, I think, like a lot of other businesses, are um, really striving towards you know the app growth the growth of the community. So a lot of uh, eyes on the number of folks that are being able to join and meaningfully engage. Mm -hmm. uh, and I would also say um, an another thing that I've learned actually coming from a mobile gaming background, um, going into like the dating service world is really managing um, the nuances of our user community. Because you're coming from mobile gaming, we just wanted anyone who was happy to play our games. We didn't really, it didn't really matter where they're coming from or what their background is or what they look for. As long as they're having fun playing our games, that's all we cared about. But in dating, there's a bit more of a nuanced uh, balance that we have to do. So if you think about the dating ecosystem and all of those little uh, things that kind of go into it, if you think about the supply and demand even of dating, uh, those are things that actually now matter a lot. And we take a look at those KPIs as well. That makes sense. And is it mostly app-driven kind of experience or is it a web-based experience as well? We do have a web-based uh, platform. Um, I would say that our live streaming platform right now is only available on the app. So we definitely say the app experience is uh, more encompassing, but you know, for folks who like the traditional approach of using the browser, totally understand that. And we have a service there available there as well. I see. And is this uh, is the kind of thing where uh, you are finding people geographically around you or is it broadly within the community? Tell me a little bit about how the matching side of that works. Yeah, the matching is quite sophisticated. Um, so uh, it is geo-based. So you do get matched based on proximity. That's actually a really big thing. One of those factors that we didn't have to really care about in mobile gaming that yeah. we have to consider quite a lot in uh the actual dating service is, you know, proximity. If you're the one person on the app in like Toronto, for example, where I'm based and there's no one else in Toronto, that's a very bad experience. So we make sure that there's some folks around. Um, and, and yeah, I, I would say 
Sorry. Well, <laughs> what was the? I, I lost myself. Yeah, just talking about uh, geographically, like how does the matching side of the, the the platform work? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, the matching, and um, so that's geographically the proximity is a big factor, and we actually have a lot of other considerations when the user signs up that they can actually put in like their preferences, their hobbies, um, specific filters that range from anything such as um, you know, smoking preferences to uh, preferences of starting a family or openness to kids. So we're trying to be as cognizant as we can of the certain things that people actually look for in a date. So think it's thinking about, you know, that awkward first date conversation, <laughs> all those key points that you want to bring up, or you're kind of scared to, we try to put that into our filtering system and matching algorithms. So that takes a bit of that away from you. That's great. And, um, and tell me like, so through COVID, I would imagine, you know, people are looking we're looking back then to connect with people, even though they weren't able to uh, go outside in many cases. Um, tell me about how the company grew through that period. Yeah, that, that was actually one of the periods that we really saw our live streaming platform really kick off. Uh, mm -hmm. We Yeah, we saw folks really wanting to make meaningful connections, but not being able to really meet up like the traditional physical way. And that's when our live stream communities really grew. Uh, and we, we saw such a great potential and we saw so much uh, user engagement with that. We basically have been trying to build it up ever since. Um, and, and that has been really awesome to see. Uh, and I would say to top it off, that's helped our dating service as well quite a bit. Because one thing I think folks were having a lot of trouble with uh, was trying to date during the lockdown. Um, and, you know, without the ability to meet up in person, you're kind of stuck on the text. You can actually live stream with potential matches and make sure, you know, they are who they say they are. And if you actually vibe, so when the time comes that you are able to meet up in person, at least you've already got that vibe check and <laughs> security check in a way. Yeah, very cool. That's great. And so um, as a content company, I always love hearing stories about how content marketing has added value Tell me a little bit about how content marketing has added value to EME Hive. Yeah, I would say uh, two primary ways content has really added value to us. Um, the first primary way has been testimonies and user testimonies, just folks who are willing to share their stories and how EME Hive has actually made a meaningful difference in their life. Like we've had people get married after meeting through our app and, and now some so of them have started families. Yeah, it's it's surreal to be honest. Awesome. Uh, and th those those really I think really help because, you know, one that makes us really more empowered to do what we're doing. And also I think it shows like a social proof and security proof for other folks who are, you know, a bit more hesitant to try a new dating service that, you know, they're there are cases where it has worked out very well. Um, and I would say the second way content has been really strong for us is we do do a lot of uh, influencer collaborations, uh, especially with video content. That's been something that's really helped drive our brand and our mission statement of you know really empowering the Asian American community. Uh, we work closely with influencers that align with those values that we have, especially uh, influencer and creators in the Asian American sphere. Um, and we always give those creators creative freedom, really, to see how they would like to actually do a collaboration and integration with EME Hive. And I think that not only, you know, aligns our brand with the potential influencer, but also empowers the influencer and what we're trying to do as well. So I think that has been a really fruitful relationship um, these past few years. 
That's really cool. And so is that the kind of thing where an influencer would create a video telling their story about their experience on EME Hive or something like that? Actually, it's uh, even more than that. It's like maybe something that they've seen that they really want to put a voice out on and their like lived experience as like an Asian American, hmm. for instance, you know, the difference between um, I think we've worked with the Fung Bros, for example, and they did kind of a video on like, the difference between like, hookup culture and serious dating in the Asian American experience and what nuances those kind of look like because there's different cultural expectations, especially, you know, with an Asian American background, um, you know, the last generation, I think, had a much more serious take on dating, whereas, you know, now we have a new generation who are having new values and a new environment that they're growing up in, how that cultural shift is uh you know, really impacting them. And I think that lends a voice to these, I think these topics and themes that are really resonant in our community. And I think ergo resonant to EME Hive. Very cool. And what's your marketing strategy for educating prospective uh, customers, you know, educating them and telling them a little bit about what to expect? Yeah. Uh, outside, I would say of our influencer collaborations, influencer marketing, we do have like a blog that we uh, actively maintain on our website, which I think is really good. Um, and through our live streaming community, it's always very active. We have a dedicated team that actually monitors our live streaming community and keeps up to date, always pushes new events. Um, so folks who come in, when they're going through the actual like first time user experience of the app, they get brought into a, a bit of the dating side of the UI, they get brought into a bit of the live streaming side of the UI, Everything they're seeing is actually real time. It's not, it's not like a, uh, how would you say, curated, or lack of a better word, kind of fake first-time user experience where everything looks glamorous as you walk through like a gaming tutorial, for instance. And once yeah. you jump into the actual environment, it's all different. It's actually what they're seeing during that first-time user experience. It's all real content. Very cool. And uh, what are your main social media channels? How do people find you on social media? Yeah, they can find us on Instagram and Twitter and TikTok. Uh, we are EME Hive uh, on all of them. Um, EME usually underscore Hive. Uh, sometimes we are EME underscore Hive underscore live streaming, uh, specifically for our live streaming community and events. So if folks are interested in taking a look at all the cool stuff we have uh, working there, I invite them to take a look there. Very cool. Andy, this has been awesome. Uh, great job. Really excited to uh, see the company continue to grow here. Thanks for joining me. <laughs> Thanks, Andy. Hey, are you a business ninja? Want to be interviewed like this? Give us a shout. Go to www.writeforme.io, W-R-I-T-E-F-O-R-M-E.io, and schedule a time to meet with us, and we'll make it happen. Keep slaying it, y'all.